All right, I'm Tim. I'm Justice. And you're listening to the Brutally Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. My name is Chris. <laughs> and today we've got Myth of Creation, a super heavy band out of the Midwest. Colorado and Springs. Yeah, if you stay tuned, we're going to see what they have to say. Welcome, Tim and Justice from yep. Myth of Creation. Uh, briefly, for fans who don't know you guys, can you give us the uh, two-sentence sell? Sure. So we're a metal band based out of Colorado, just wrapped up on our debut record. It just came out September 27th, and it's released through Pavement Entertainment. Now that it's out in the stores, it's got to be super exciting, right? Bruce, oh, it's, it's, Bruce yeah, it's extremely exciting. Ask that question again, because your internet's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Well, now that it's in the stores, is that better? Yeah. Is that not better? <laughs> I can't tell. I'm looking at Chris. Now that it's in the stores, it's got to be quite exciting to, uh, to have it finally released, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, this record's been a long time coming. I think we started pre-production, what, 2016? 16, yeah. Something. We just kept having setback after setback after setback. It's finally out. We're happy with it and happy to let people hear it now. 2016. What was the... That's a long ass time ago. Yeah, that's what three years, right? Yeah, <laughs> close to. Yeah, yeah. yeah like when you you're... see how I see how I do my math. Yeah, he's re- he's really good. He had to think about that one. So <laughs> when um, being a creative person, three years is a long time to sit on material without writing new material and feeling like, well, the new material is better. What the fuck are we doing with this old shit? How did how did you deal with that emotional aspect of it? You know, I, I think we've we've this has been a long time coming like you said so i think we kind of owed it to us and everyone else to put out the original pieces because they captured a lot more of the past than what was going on so we actually we actually rewrote some lyrical content we we made sure we captured what the last five years of our lives were maybe even seven years even uh to make sure that we captured all of that past so it was kind of like a milestone a marker so that way with the new stuff we started writing we made sure we kept that for album two maybe a part a part two (laughs) and i mean the the record we went into the studio with isn't necessarily the record that came out on the end of that yeah so i mean things did change in studio like you said lyrical content some songs got scrapped some songs got rewritten, which scratched. wasn't the intent, initial intent going into it. You know, we had a lot of stuff happen while we were in the studio. So we kind of had to make those changes on the fly, which, I mean, in turn made for a better product oh, yeah. on, on the end spectrum of that. Yeah. So you're, when you, I, I just want to know, because I'm a recording engineer by trade. That's what I do. Oh, nice. um, and uh, I also own an audio <laughs> software company. So I often hear people use the word studio and all that kind of stuff. Did you guys actually go into a studio or did you record at home? Did you work in a basement facility? How, how did you go about getting it done? So a lot of what we did actually was kind of scratch tracked. Uh, our guitar player, Robert, who's not with us right now, he's two hours south in another town working. Um, he did a lot of the scratch tracks and actually did majority of the songwriting, presented it to us, and then we were able to put our twists on it. 
but we actually cut the album at Sunshine Studios in Colorado Springs. Cool. So we were, we were fortunate enough to work with Richard Easterling as our engineer and uh, uh, Scott Wilson as our producer from from Tantric and Saving Able. So yeah. we were in, we were on site in studio uh, working a lot on, uh, on the album. So live drums. Yeah. yeah. Fucking right. <laughs> it's a novel thing, right? It oh, is. I know. Hey, I, I, I just, I like, I get so many mixes nowadays. It's all virtual everything. You know, there's no amps anymore. There's no drums anymore. Bass is just straight in. Everything's just in the box. So when you're working live like that, it's pretty rad. And it was it was kind of cool because we, we were tossing around the idea of using Justice's Pearl set that he has and tuning things, getting the new heads and what heads we wanted to use. And he was kind of in between sticks. He, he finally just switched to the Vader sticks. Yeah. Uh, we, we threw out the idea of like, let's try to experiment on this one and see if we could kind of do an electronic drum set, but with physical symbols. And then we tried going back and forth and we kind of use it to experiment a little bit and see what we could come out with. So it was kind yeah. of a lot of mixtures that kind of went yeah. into it. So it was kind of a hybrid. Awesome. Yeah. You got to love technology. It's it's come a long way. It, it really has. It's great, but it also sucks. But it's great. <laughs> you know what I? You know what's great about it is that you never have to make a decision. You know what's terrible about it? You never have to make a decision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when Bruce was recording on tape, or me for that instance. You know, like I kind of started engineering when tape was on its way out, and mm -hmm. the last record I did cost me about twenty five thousand dollars all in, using two inch tape. And I, right. was, I was told at that time, Pro Tools will never, ever take over tape. Digital will never sound as good. And, and I was like, fuck that. I want to use, like, I was working on, at home on a digital recorder, and you could just cut and paste shit and move stuff around. And tape just seemed so clunky to me at that time. Still yeah. does. But um, anyways, enough about audio engineering. Bruce is shaking his head. <laughs> Quit I am shaking my head because, you know, I'm the old school... I want the full console. I want to use the razor blade and cut the half inch tape I and you know oh, this is the bridge and tape it to the wall and I do all that fun stuff. I fucking hate tape. <laughs> I hate it. You know why? I don't even when, know how we uh we together on this podcast. When you're when you're when you're the assistant engineer, tape is the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. <laughs> no, you know, I disagree. Ben, the ben, Ben, ben finishes at 11 p.m. Producer's like, okay, have all the edits done by tomorrow at 8 when we show up. And you're like, fuck, you got reels of tape around your neck and there's a piece on the floor and you're like, fuck, which piece do I need? Like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So guys, when you're, when you're writing your music, are you writing it like how it's going to come across on stage? Like, hey, this is going to be a good breakdown or this is going to be a good killer part. Are you writing the song, you know, just for a song's sake? And you're smiling, so this got to be a good story. I, I don't think we really have like a method. <laughs> okay. We don't really write necessarily with an intent to say, this is going to be a great live song. This is going to be a great studio song. This is going to be a great sing-along type song for the crowd or whatever it may be we just kind of whatever comes out kind of comes out and i mean if we like it we'll, we'll roll with it it's kind of hodgepodge together <laughs> so, what, so what would happen then if you wrote a justin bieber track <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you loved it if we loved it we're gonna play it <laughs> and you loved it right 
like we we kind of have a little bit all over the spectrum with this like we have some like industrial we have some heavy metal some songs that almost give across like a almost a black metal type of vibe but not necessarily and then we have some that are more acoustic and slow slow radio but i think we just kind of like we just we we all come from a different background of, of music like justice was raised on 80s hair metal and i was raised on hell yeah I, I grew up with Tupac and like New Edition and New Kids on the Block and right. Robert was straight like Jimi Hendrix and Nine Inch Nails and so we all kind of just put all that in a pot and somehow this album came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, welcome to a new feature. It's called Name That New Kid Song. Ready? Oh crap! My mom is gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Hanging tough. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if you've ever Man, listened to a podcast, like, but these tend to go down the uh, the wrong track really quickly. So I apologize for my uh, challenged uh, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is totally off the cuff. It, it always tends to go that way. Hey, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Chris? Step one. Nope. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, o, he's o for two. Strikeout. <laughs> I mean, we can try two. Come on, man. We can try, like, if it isn't love or, hell, what was it? Another bad creation? Aisha? That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff. I'm I just, don't know any of this pop I'm just stuff. fucking around. I'm just fucking around here. My son is into EDM. Are you guys EDM fans? No. Uh, I mean, I, I do like the, this guy named Scooter, but I don't know if it's EDM. I'm, I'm sure somebody right now is uh, yelling. I don't even radio like EDM. that's not EDM. But I, I mean, I'll, if if it's if it's decent, I'll listen to anything really, except reggae. I can't do reggae. Uh, I can't do reggae. Go to Jamaica. Really? You'll change your mind. I like reggae. I can't stand EDM. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let's whatever. get back on the band here. <laughs> Bruce Sorry. always Bruce always we takes did. it off the rails, so we got to get back on track here. Chris, what? Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry. So, when you guys are, are writing, is it more the efforts of one particular member of the band, or are you guys all writing together? So that's it. Robert, our guitar player, is he's the one who kind of writes the foundation that he has in Ableton. And he'll sometimes use a what is it, easy drummer sometimes and just yeah. to get himself like a like a rough, really simple beat. And then he'll write on top of that with some guitar, some bass, and then he'll bring it to us or send it to us via Dropbox. And we'll kind of completely dissect it from there, tear it and apart. And then we all just kind of. We add our own parts. Like yeah. we all kind of do each other's jobs. Like yeah. Robert will lay the main foundation to the song, but mm-hmm. then Tim might say, Hey, I like this guitar better or try doing it this way. Try doing it that way. And Robert might say, Hey, I like if you would do this type of drum part. And I might say, Hey, I like if you sang this melody or if you're in this key or if you sing this lyric. Yeah. So we all kind of do each other's jobs to a certain extent. But I mean, I obviously do most of the drums, vocals, guitars. You know, we all have our, our places. We all really come together on the key piano parts, too. Yeah. Like, we all throw in a little bit of synth or a little bit of violin or orchestral or, or choir to, to kind of get the sound that we, right. we've shaped. Cool. Okay. So is there a keyboard player in your band? 
Uh, we used to, but uh, <laughs> not, not anymore. So the computer we're talking to you on right now, that, that's our keyboard player. <laughs> right. Tracks. That's the extra member yeah. of the band. <laughs> Thank God for the X32 Behringer rack. Lifesaver. No, man. Every metal, every metal festival you go to, every band's playing to a click and playing to tracks. Oh, yeah. and, you know, and I, I actually had this discussion with somebody just recently where they were like, oh, you're cheating. You're using tracks. And it's like, I mean, Fuck personally, if, if you view it that way to each his own, I mean, I'm sure. not upset with you. But if you're going to go watch like follow Slipknot, follow Coheed and Cambria for a full month, of course, they're using tracks. Mariah Carey used tracks. Anybody that's out there uses them. I mean, it can develop into a crutch sometimes, but it helps an immense amount to give you a professional sound. It's another tool to use. Yeah. People have been using tracks since Woodstock. Forever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, (laughs) I mean, the Who who couldn't play, what's that song? Bubba O'Reilly? They can't do that song without tracks. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just another tool. And, And like I was saying earlier, like when we were in the studio, we happened to lose two members of the band during that process. Ouch. And we just never really found anybody to fill those slots. Yeah. So we just kind of, our guitar player wrote and recorded the bass tracks and we just have been using it as a bass track. So we, you know, play the bass and the keyboards through a track along with the click for my ears. And it's kind of how our live show is set up. Cool. Right on. Yeah. It actually better <laughs> I, I applaud you for that i do i think i think it takes a lot of guts to to because like i actually think it's harder to play to a click live than it is to not it was like, definitely a big learning curve i mean don't get me wrong but i can't do it i can't now i think where we're at with it yeah i don't think i can do a show without having a click in my ear like oh, yeah. I, i'm so comfortable with it and it's in turn made us as a band so much tighter. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't feel comfortable without a click anymore. I'm sure you've noticed too. The audience is a lot more engaged. Oh, completely. Yeah. Because you're yeah. more consistent all the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you go see, you know, a local band at a dive bar and you know, they're, they may not be the tightest, you know, the guitar may be slightly off from the drums. The vocals might be slightly off from the drummer whatever. But yeah, once you hear a band who is spot on to the click, I mean, you can tell, and, and it just gives them that that more professional aspect yeah. behind them. It makes them sound more like they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, there's style, there's styles of <laughs> there's styles of music that don't require that for sure. Oh, exactly. If you're but, in a hardcore punk band and you're playing to a click, it's not going to sound right. It's going right, to sound, right. it's gonna sound like Green Day. Exactly. <laughs> right. Nice. That was actually that was one of the challenges we had in the studio. We have a song. What was the name of it? Uh, that remember. that we had like three different tempo changes because we didn't write it with the click in mind. This right. was like one of our very first songs we wrote, and it was like so frustrating because it was such a good song that well we felt it was a good song, and then we tried recording it like to a click track, and that was not possible. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the songs that got cut. Yeah, <laughs> not for only that reason, but that was it was a main reason. <laughs> is there a is there a message or something you want your fans to take away from after listening to a myth of creation record 100 percent yeah um being as somebody who kind of struggled with depression still kind of struggles with it like we we definitely want to put the message out that you're you're never alone 
uh, ever in this world. You know, there's suicidal awareness, there's mental health problems, especially like the stigma that's put on it. That's in my opinion, it's, it's bullshit. And I'm sorry, am I allowed to cuss on this? Please do. Okay. (laughs) Have you fucking met me? <laughs> but, but the stigma that that's put on this is is stupid. And then there's so many people who are bullied or who feel alone, and and we want somebody to be able to kind of empathize with this and realize that hey, if we, if we got through this, you can too. Like we, we're just trying to give back the the exact same thing music gave to us to hopefully motivate somebody to keep on keeping keep on or hell to even start playing music. Like we just we want to give a very positive message. I mean, lyrically, it's really dark. But hopefully in those dark lyrics, they can see that there's there's light in it, essentially. I mean, music, music is uh, saves people, believe it. I mean, no, it, literally, I don't know what that, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Life. Literally, I mean, yeah. and it doesn't matter how dark it is. Sometimes it's just a way of working out your your inner demons and mm-hmm. the people on the outside think everybody's just screaming and being, you know, all demon possessed in the jackasses. But it's really a way to get it's cathartic in a way too, I think, right? It completely is, completely, yeah. It's actually another song we're working on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> little little sneak peek for you guys. Cathartic <laughs> Dreams is one of ours we're working yeah. on. There you <laughs> go. Trademark that name, Bruce, quick. <laughs> there you go. Bruce, Bruce actually did a movie about depression in metal. Really? really? I did. It came out a couple, what, a couple weeks ago, a month ago? Yeah, it's What's called uh, Metal Health Out of the Pit. And I can actually send you a link when we're done. I'll send it to you today. We were just talking to was just talking about that actually because that name sounds so familiar. I can't remember who we were talking to, but they brought that up. Yeah, it's on my really. Head. Yeah, <laughs> oh, good. I'm I'm glad people are talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so, yeah. It's got a it's got okay. a whole bunch of different bands in it. You know, from local bands to you know national or international touring bands, all sharing their stories of you know depression and how music really yeah. helped them get through. Some of it's rough, you know, people with guns, shotguns to their chins and going to pull the trigger and then, you know, something happens. But the the overwhelming theme is that music got them through. See, and, and that's like one of the biggest things I stick to because like everybody, like I said, there's such a stigma on it and everyone's so ashamed to talk about it and then and, and scared to talk about it. And me, I'm quite the opposite. I'm like, the more people that can hear this, the better, because there are always going to people struggling with this. Sure. Like, so if I can tell my story to help just that one person, you, you bet your ass I'm going to tell it. Right. And I mean, just look at the last two years. We've lost so many, oh, yeah. so many influential people. And I mean, really, the, the catalyst for me starting the movie was, I don't know if you know, Jill from Baroness. It was Baroness? Doesn't sound familiar. I think it was Baroness. But anyway, Jill, uh, she actually came here and cooked with me because I do a cooking show as well. And then you know, within a year, she couldn't take it anymore and left us and that's when I started putting this whole thing together and it, you know, right. kind of went from there, but there's a lot of people hurting out there. You're right. And we're a big community. Chris and I talk about this all the time on the show. The metal community is a big it is. community yeah. in a it's way very, because yeah. I mean, you could go over to Poland right now or whatever and meet somebody at a festival and within 10 minutes you're drinking a beer and it's like you yeah. have known them your whole life, exactly. right? That's how Bruce right. and I met. That's how we yeah. met. We met on a metal festival. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. In See, 20, that's like in 2011, yeah. A lot of people are like, "Oh, metalheads are scary," but I mean, you take metal lyrics, you take rock lyrics, and you compare that to the the popular pop music that's out there, and it's like the shit we say 
is so it much deeper than, than, than like to it. Yeah. just this surface level crap that's out there for people to listen to. And metalheads are some of the nicest people I have ever met. Like, <laughs> I agree. You know what? After, after going on 70,000 tons of metal, I could travel anywhere in the world right now and I would have a couch to sleep on. Yep. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it is a, it's a family. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? So in the end, I think it's great what you guys are doing, you know, and what I tried to do with the film is to just let people know it is a community and it is, there's more to it than just, you know, screaming and slicing pigs heads off and worshiping (laughs) Satan or whatever. There's, you know, there is depth to it once you get past all the the screaming. You know, know, something that I often think about, because I struggled a lot in my youth with uh, bipolar disorder and I was all over the fucking map and you know, in and out of the hospital all the time. Like, you know, I, I, until I was like 27 or 28, I was just in and out of the hospital. That was my life. And I often think that when people look at suicide, they, they look at it in the wrong way. They look at it as though someone ended their life, but they don't look at it like the same way they would look at cancer or the same way they look at, um, you know, any other ALS or MS, right? Suicide is just the end of that progression, Sure. And, and there's a, if you the, the the thing is though is that it can be intercepted before it happens. Right. Exactly. But exactly. I, I don't think that you need to look at people that kill themselves in a negative light because at that moment in their life they don't know any better. Like right. that's the end of their illness at you know. And I yep. think I think it's sad to say that, but you know, there's a huge stigma, like you say, on mental health and it's just not it's not okay. There no. needs there doesn't need to be one. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully, you know, that's kind of what we're, we're trying to push that, you know, we're trying to push that if you're hurting, we're hurting along with you. You know what I mean? Like there are people out there you can talk to, you know, and sometimes it is easier to talk to somebody you don't know. And, you know, I mean, we're here to help, you know, anybody that needs help, you know what I mean? Even if it is just throwing the record on, listening to the words, relating to the words, and just being able to know, hey, if these guys were in this position when they wrote this song, yet they're still here at the other end of it talking about it and trying to get people to understand that you can do it. Like, you can get through it. Absolutely. It's, that's one of our big, big messages, you know. That's awesome. And I'm getting chills as we speak here. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what little this. I have on my arms, I'm, my hair is up. <laughs> don't worry, I don't shave head. them. I don't shave them. I'm just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this kind of conversation went down a, a different angle, but no, no, I'm not. I'm not what sorry. kind of touring are you guys planning on doing with? What kind of touring are you guys planning on? I mean, any and all, really. I mean, right now where we're at, you know, we just wrapped on the record. We're just kind of putting it out there. Um, hopefully, get on the road pretty soon. You know, we got a couple of good offers, and we're just trying to see what the budget will allow us to do. I mean, it's, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but we got some things in the works. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, there's not millions yep. in the, not millions in playing metal shows. Oh yeah. We're loaded. I really, I, you know what? I like honesty. That, that means a lot. You know, you'll meet a lot of bands like, Oh man, we were playing this show. We were on this tour. We're doing this, we're doing that. And then you find out like, they just played in at their hometown three shows, three weekends in a row, you know, and right. they, 
that's one of our biggest things too is like staying humble like remembering oh, where yeah. you came from remembering who got you to where you are now like the people who picked you up when you fell and even remembering the people who told you you would never make it like we're we're broke <laughs> we're mentally up. like we, we we didn't think the album would even come out like <laughs> yeah yeah right. so we're it's, surprised it's, we made it this far <laughs> but it did it did yeah, come out. Exactly. but we did so i mean that's we just got to keep pushing and i mean yeah no we'll definitely be out on the road you know before before anybody knows it awesome so i don't know if you've got anything chris i'm gonna hit the uh that fun part of the oh fuck <laughs> the fun part of the conversation i guess you guys haven't listened to the show yet but i kind of like to end it with some fucked up questions that have nothing to do with anything i am they're really fucked up and i am in here i'll just hit you with two of them and, and uh you know just see where they end up if you don't like them we can just edit them out or whatever chris is already shaking his head because he knows it's coming. <laughs> i actually have one i have one now oh wait we're gonna let chris go because i want to hear his okay strangest place you've ever been caught picking your nose Oh. <laughs> so here's here's the conundrum. Do you admit that you pick your nose or do you lie? Or do you lie? <laughs> you seem like you got a good one behind this. I'll let you take this. So one. I mean everyone's done it and you know you kind of get them like long, like stringy ones that kind of like make your eyes water. It's like <laughs> it gets you the chills. So I was downtown at our hometown, actually, and I was driving my Jeep, which is a standard. So I'm trying to multitask. I got this big old fucking booger and it's like my eyes started watering. I kind of went to like a kind of a little bit of an orgasm because it felt so yeah. good. <laughs> I I almost ran into the back of a car because it felt so good. <laughs> did, you fling, did you fling it or did you wipe it? I, I, I don't remember. I, I think it might have gotten on my steering wheel or my shift knob. It's like, not like on the car you do anything, right? It's a lost cause at that point. You know what? The next Harvard study I'm looking for is amount of mucus on side of car seat. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I don't think you want to know that number. <laughs> It was one of those things where if I would have hit the car, like, do I lie? And it's like, oh, sorry, I didn't see you. Or is it like, my nose. sorry, <laughs> judge, I, I picked my nose and it felt good. Yeah, and I, I was knuckle deep. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you lie? Sorry, I was on my cell phone. Or <laughs> So you take the ticket to save embarrassment? <laughs> I, I would take the embarrassment. Yeah, yeah I got no shit. Why yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Bruce. Really Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to hijack, Bruce. Go ahead. No, no I, I'm glad you're uh, partaking. Usually, you shake your head when I ask these. So, all right, let's see. Uh, what set of items could you buy that would make the cashier in the grocery store the most uncomfortable? I mean, I'm sure you can go with the cliche um, ski mask, duct tape. Shovel and some bleach, and, some bleach <laughs> and, a, and a plastic tarp, um, or or you could buy a bunch of red antifreeze and just say like, I hope the kids like this this punch for Halloween. <laughs> do, do you think they'll notice the difference? I'm gonna cut it. I can't afford the icy uh, punch. <laughs> they'll never <laughs> dollar store. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm Tim. We know you're. Oh, introduce the song. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Beautiful. <laughs> Man, I, I, <laughs> I dropped out of college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least you went. I didn't. I, I got all the debt to prove it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're, we're Myth of Creation, and you're about to hear the song Psycho. Hope you like it. Perfect. 
That's all I've got, Chris. You good? <laughs> I'm good, cool. man. Thanks so much for the conversation yeah, today, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having yeah, thank us. You. Oh, perfect. Thank we'll you guys you. for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You guys have a good day. Yeah, you take too. care. All Cheers. right, we'll see you. Bye. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. That was really good, actually. Very yeah. fun, guys. Yeah, nice guys. Thanks for listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast today. We really appreciate your listening ability. And your enthusiasm. You're so Ooh. enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm gonna Keep do the it, fan no. mail coming. I'm gonna do it like Barry White. Are you ready? Thanks for listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast today. We really appreciate it. You think there were any babies being made while you were saying that? I hope so. <laughs> and contrary to po- contrary to popular belief, I am not Jason Momoa. <laughs> and i'm a fat old white guy so right (laughs) old fat metal guy signing off thanks for listening cheers cheers well hey friends my name is zach lupiton you may know me from the band dust bowl revival but i also host a music discovery podcast called the show on the road for the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Okay.